Hey, welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is your host with the most, Mark Massaro. <laughs> I'm here with my friend and co-host, Michelle Bader Ebersole. Hey, do you remember Arsenio nice. Hall? Yes. I really wanted to hold that so long. Ebersole. <laughs> That's nice. I like that one. <laughs> so That's what's good. up with you? I know a lot oh, is up goodness. with you. What's so going much. on? So much. So we had our first Widow Goals retreat this past weekend. Um, it was amazing. There were 20 widows from all over. We had, of course, Washington was like half of it. And then we had Idaho. Nope. Sorry. Not Idaho. Well, we had a cook. Iowa. Idaho. Iowa. That's the, that's the I state I was thinking of. California and Montana. And so wow, it awesome. was so amazing. And I want to take just a minute to tell everybody about it. Um, because it was such an amazing experience. There is something crazy bonding. Like I've never been to a retreat where it's widows. Like it was like overpowering to me, like in a good way, like, whoa, we've all been widowed. Like I have the most I've had is like four or five people. We do a little widow thing, but I've never been. Oh, side note. Somebody said, I think it's so funny when Mark says little widow, 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 you know, that thing you say, like <laughs> somebody was telling me. At the at the retreat, they were saying it's funny when he says "widow, widow" or something. I was like, "Yes, it is." Anyway, little widow, <laughs> little widow, awesome. widow, widow. Um, anyway, I, I, I that doesn't surprise me that I've said that, but I don't remember it right now. I know it's funny when like other people remember the things that we said. <laughs> like, don't really remember that, but I'll trust you that I said that. Anyways, um, I'd never like I'd been to a grief retreat, but it wasn't all widows. So to have twenty of us in one room, knowing we'd all lost a husband. Like it was just kind of a overpowering, like, whoa, look at, I was almost overwhelmed the first night, like feeling everyone's pain. And like every single person there had a story, like a really mm -hmm. tragic, hard story. And, um, the first, um, activity we did, it was not exactly the one I said we were going to do. We changed it up because it was too hard to glue things back together in a plate. So we did something mm -hmm. totally different and Joel helped me come up with it. Um, and it was basically, we took a flower pot. So the first activity they, they register, they're all kind of quiet. They don't really know each other. And they, I say, take this flower pot and draw a picture of what your life was like before your spouse died. And mm -hmm. it was like immediate tears because remember these widows, some of them, one of them was like, three weeks out, October oh 1st, her husband wow. passed away. And she was so brave to be there. And other widows, it had been like a couple months or you know, even a couple years, it's still fresh. So it's like very somber activity. Nobody was talking and I wasn't trying to get them to engage because they were in the moment feeling the grief mm. of that. And then later we came back to that activity the next day and we all had to drop the pots. Like we actually have a video um, that I'm gonna get at some point where everybody dropped the pots at the same time, they broke into pieces and then, they, and then they're in the, like a Ziploc bag and then they hand it to the group leader and the group leader puts in these beautiful glass mosaic pieces and is acting as God and saying, I'm giving you more beauty in your life. I'm giving you different pieces. And then they take this little coaster. If you are watching a video, you can see it was a coaster and they glue in, I'm pointing behind it, like the pieces along with the old pieces and then put grout in it. And it makes this beautiful artwork. Like mosaic. Yeah, mosaic. Cool. Yeah, we had just talked about where is God in the brokenness. And I did this whole talk about like brokenness and how God makes something new out of our lives. Um, and it was kind of a disaster. I'm not an art teacher. Joel helped me come up with this. <laughs> and there was like grout everywhere. And someone's like, you need oh, water. Yeah. You need a sponge. Thankfully, there was a girl there who was like into art stuff and she knew what to mm -hmm. do. 
kind of a disaster, but it turned out beautiful. So that, that was a super amazing thing that we did. But what I want to talk about was like that somber moment in the beginning to the very last event we did, which was line dancing. And, um, it was <laughs> nice. so amazing to see the joy in their faces by the last mm. day, which it was only two days. It's actually a day and a half by the last day they are praying over each other they're um crying with each other they're laughing with each other they're like hugging each other it's like was so mm, beautiful to awesome. watch these women from ages 29 to 77 those were our, that was wow. our age range come together with this common thread of all being widowed and learning how to help each other i mean we cried as people shared their stories we cried over each other and it was that powerful like we wept together and then we laughed together and it was wow. such i've never been to a retreat like this where the bonding was so instant and then i did this other activity you know i've talked many times on the podcast about how i would at my grief retreat i asked god like where were you in this dark moment and i found like the vision of luke and going to heaven and that whole thing so we did the same thing i i asked them to close their eyes and kind of led them through this thing asked jesus where he was in your darkest moment and there were lots of tears i just turned on music had everybody close their eyes and then the stories that came after that like god showed them like god you know god was there through the paramedic or you know just there were countless stories of now i know god was there he showed me in that vision where he was you know and and he was there through this person and so the stories were so beautiful after that um mm, that's and then awesome. just there were just so many things um but just that that closeness. Um, and at this point, we don't know if there's going to be another one. It depends on funding. It depends on a lot of things. But I would love to to take part in it again because it was so beautiful, like just seeing how people were changed. And then they just – I wanted to read one testimony from somebody because it was so great. I mean, there's been like so many testimonies, but this one was some um, – a woman had text to me that I wanted to share um, because it just kind of like wrapped up like what we talked about. She said, Michelle, thank you so much for inviting me to the grief retreat. My soul is refreshed and my heart is restored. I was so touched by the grief journeys the ladies bravely shared. So many are working their way through the hardest days of their lives, some of whom have endured such heart-wrenching tragedies. My heart was broken for them. I'm so glad they came and I pray they too received healing. Thank you for the generosity. It felt like Christmas. God has given you an amazing ministry to bring his gifts of healing to so many broken hearts. Bless you, my friend. Wow, and that's awesome. Just so many people telling me things like that and just the joy that they felt with the line dancing. Actually, the last thing we closed with was we all danced in a circle and air guitar to Journey, Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> and like everybody grabbed a water bottle as their microphone and we're dancing around the room like Don't Stop Believing. And it was just so amazing to see these women have joy on their faces. That's awesome. And I can't even like put it into words. So for me, and I could share all day, but this is the last thing I'll share. The biggest moment came in the most ex unexpected way for me. So it was our last worship service. We had to hire this amazing worship team. And there was this girl, just a beautiful voice singing. And the song was about make me a vessel. And I, all of a sudden it hit me like God brought me back to Luke's deathbed. And of course that made me cry. And then he said to me, this moment would not have happened if Luke hadn't mm. died. None of these women would be here. Wow. None of these women would be here getting healing. And it just hit me so big. And so I ended up, I was like bawling and shared this with everybody. And I said, and you're a vessel. Like 
God is going to make beauty out of your ashes too. We all have a story and people are watching us and we're going to be able to help so many people. But the intensity of that moment was so big. I can't even put it into words. Kind of like we've experienced about the podcast before, but I've never been in a room with all of these widows. I've been on podcasts, but to be in the room with 20 women who would not be there. And then I also said, and we wouldn't be here if Stacy's husband hadn't died because she was our retreat coordinator, did all the amazing details and like was my partner in this. I'm like, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have, if these people hadn't died, we would never choose that. But look what God is doing. And it was like the most powerful moment for me, just realizing that, yeah, I would have never chose this. But if Luke hadn't died, none of these women would be here getting healing. It was just a crazy, crazy moment for me. And I just felt also very humbled to have been, chosen so actually god brought me back to that vision of being chosen that we've shared many times to be luke's wife which i shared with them and a lot of them were crying about like i'm like you're chosen and he brought me back to them over the day i was getting ready for the retreat and he said i chose you to lead this too i chose you for this ministry and i was like crying and just like humbled like why would you choose me like wow. like just that all these women were traveling from all over to come here to get healing to get closer to god and it was just a fabulous, amazing time. So I that's so awesome. It. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, it was is quite a great experience. Do you know how hard it was for me to not sing Journey? Don't stop. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that was really, really hard for you. Yeah, I, well, to... I was like gluing my mouth together. Yes, <laughs> I was like, I don't ruin meet, this moment. Um, yeah, it was a serious moment. Quite a few um, people there are podcast listeners, which was super cool just to see how our episodes are helping them and helping people everywhere. And then, of course, I had to talk about the podcast and send out the link to everybody. If you're not a listener, <laughs> here it is. And But I was just telling all the great things we talk about and all that stuff. So anyways, that's a little bit about me. What about you? Run any races? Like, seriously? Like, how am I supposed to follow <laughs> that up? Like... <laughs> Okay, I actually did run a race. Um, you did? For real? Yes, with Luke right. at his school. Oh, um, they do this thing called Raccoon Romp where uh, they run laps. Uh, Aww, their their school mascot is Rocky Raccoon. So um, they, they run laps and for every lap. And then there's like they collect donations for people that will pay X amount of dollars per lap yes. that they complete. So, um, so I showed up at a school, I came straight from work. So I had all my dress clothes on. I had my, you know, Ferragamo loafers on, like, you know what I mean? Like I was not, I was there to watch Yeah. and, uh, and to root him on and give him high fives as he crossed the finish line and whatnot. And, um, he goes, daddy, will you run with me? And I was like, yeah, of course, buddy. Can I, are you sure I can do that? And I look around and. There's all these moms and dads that are totally dressed to run. They got their running shoes on and <laughs> I'm like, sure. And so I felt like such a dork out there in my like, you know, but not, not really. I mean, I'm there for my son, but, um, right. but oh my gosh. So we ran, uh, nine laps wow. and this was five days ago and my shins are still like, you know, when you get, is that with shin splints? Like shin splints? Those are when it's like bruised on the front. It feels like that, you mm-hmm. know, like the muscles so sore yeah. on the front. So, um, you know, I've been hobbling around for the last few days. Um, so yes, I did. I did run a race. Good for you. Actually, I do remember seeing that on Instagram. (laughs) So not as cool as what you were just talking about, but it was cool. 
Like you put a, little, a picture. I now remember that. A picture yeah. Oh, we on Instagram? I put it on Facebook. Oh, but well, when you post on Facebook, I don't Facebook, have Facebook anymore. So That's right. I know I, for everybody, I didn't delete you. I've still been suspended. I'm working on it every day. But anyway, well, you I shouldn't thought, be talking all that trash on Facebook. Then you wouldn't get I, suspended. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I was hacked, and I'm so. I know. On I know. It. I'm just kidding. You know all this stuff. But anyways, I saw it on Instagram. So maybe your Facebook and your Instagram are connected because I are. know I didn't I, see it on. I realized that after I said it because I was like, I never post to Instagram, but <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm looking at Instagram more since I can't see Facebook, but I am able to since with Joel's account, you know, be on the widow too soon page. So that's, good. Uh, so yes, yes. Stuff. But anyways, I didn't so, mean to interrupt. Tell me more no, about you're, it. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> I was about to interrupt your super special moment and start singing, singing journey at the top of my lungs. So we'll call that <laughs> even. Um, but let's see. So, uh, something cool is coming up. So, so Tina has like a huge, um, workload. She has a lot of responsibility at church and, um, she, she is responsible for, I want to say she said like 150 staff, members Whoa. like volunteers and things like that so she's always getting texts about people canceling that she has to fill in the holes and blah blah mm -hmm. blah 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 and so um she actually gets to take a sabbatical which is oh, really nice. great so she's going to get um like two months where she has significantly less responsibilities That's so awesome. um yeah so it looks like we're going to get a chance to spend a lot more time together Yay. which is amazing so we're both super excited about that and you know she just wants to really um just get a lot of like refreshing stuff. You know what I mean? Like kind of get, get herself back centered and kind of, yeah. um, you know, she's had, a, she's had a busy workload for a long time. And so, uh, so that's exciting. That's coming that up very exciting. soon. Um, and, uh, okay. So here's the big one. Okay. Excited. So, um, real estate has not yeah. been real good to me. Um, mm. it's, I'm just kidding, but it's hard. Right. And so I've, I've tried yeah. really hard. So, uh, I actually took a job as a mechanic. Um, oh, cool. so yeah, so I'm starting, uh, well, I, they were really gracious with me. Uh, I had to be upfront with them and tell them, um, you know, that I'm widowed and I'm raising these two little kids. I had to bring them with me to the interview because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I asked him, I said, is it like, cause he, he called the owner called me and said, Hey, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, you and, uh, ever since you dropped off the application and, uh, could you come down tomorrow instead of Monday? So it was like on Saturday and I was like. I can and I would love to, but I have to tell you about my dilemma. I have, I'm out here alone. I don't have anybody to watch my kids really. Um, it would be very hard for me to like find somebody. So if it's not unprofessional to you, I would love to come down for an interview and my kids will wait very patiently and they will be very well behaved in the lobby. And he's like, that's not unprofessional. That's you being a dad. And oh, so that I was super it. cool. And so um, within cool. 10 minutes, I got offered the job. Nice. And um, so, yeah, so I'm going to be a mechanic down the street, which is super cool. And um, I told him I had to figure some things out with child care and, you know, yeah. get them enrolled in places. He said, that's no problem. Um, you do what you got to do and uh, we'll we'll bring you aboard. But just call me and let me know when you're ready to start. Nice. So, that's exciting. Um, so, yeah, it'll be nice to, like, get a paycheck again. That's that's how I'm used to um making yeah. money is like you work you get paid you work you get right. paid but like that's not how real estate is so um right. it's been it's so i'm so now i'm a mechanic full-time and doing real estate part-time um okay, awesome. so but i'm excited about that so that'll be uh that'll be really cool congratulations um, that's awesome. thank you thanks a lot so i'm um, gonna be a grease monkey again um, Grease, which is monkey. always good. Yeah. The monkey, monkey. <laughs> that was good. How did I not right? think of that one? You didn't, I thought you said that to set me up to, for the no, song. No, I would have took that one. If oh, I wait, it's it. Brass Monkey. Yeah. Oh, I thought you knew. 
<laughs> That's rad. Brass monkey. Streetlights, people. <laughs> I, sorry, I had to take it. It's been you in my head to. ever since. I had to let that I out. Know. Okay. I sorry, know, everybody. Right? Sorry, I just screamed in your ears. Um, but good. I, I got to practice my '80s glam voice every now and then. Um, you yeah. know, to keep keep it finely tuned. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, so that's anyways. what's been up with me. I'm sure there's awesome. a, a couple other things here. I know there's something else I'm um, forgetting. Well, you can always uh, say but, it, it just popped yeah, in Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll remember it in like 40 minutes. I'm like, oh, that's what it was. No. Yes. Um, so, yeah, anyways, um, just just good stuff. A um, lot of positive things and uh, awesome stuff. I've had a lot of really great conversations with Tina lately. Not that we don't always have great conversations. I mean, you know, everybody in a relationship knows that not everything is always perfect. But what? for the most part, we get along really, really well. But we've just had some really, really encouraging, awesome conversations awesome. lately, um, and so that's been fun. So, anyways, I can't, uh, I can't think of what the other thing was. I thought if I stalled, I might be able to think mm-hmm. of it. So, um, so, anyways, I'm going to segue into today's episode, which is a okay. super special episode. Yes. Um, we have a guest with us today. We have the super famous. Everybody knows who he is. Yes. Joel true. Ebersole is with us today. What's up, Joel? Hey guys, <laughs> how's it going, man? Thanks for How you doing? having me on here. I'm doing really well. Thank awesome. you. He's my awesome. favorite guest ever. <laughs> yeah. I can Seriously. see why. That's, that's I can good. understand that. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So, so I do have a question. So, what, what kind of like mechanicing work are you going to be doing? Are you working on what? Not as cool as you. It's cars. <laughs> no, cars are cool. They're cars cool. are cool. Cars are cool. But I would much rather say I was or... an airplane mechanic. No, uh, no, it's for a little shop down the street. Okay. Um, and actually, it's pretty cool. I found out um, from my broker when I talked to my real estate broker about yeah. it. Uh, he know he knows the shop and he knows who the guy is, the owner. And he's like, oh, that's a great guy to work for. He owns nice. a lot of locations. And he's like, I don't know if you know this or not, Mark, but he actually ran for governor of Tennessee and almost got it last time around. Cool. Um, really? So, yeah, wow. he's really plugged in, knows a lot of people. And so I've heard he's yeah. just a really great guy to work for. So, yeah, it's, uh, and it's not even like full-scale mechanics. We're not doing like engine rebuilds or transmission teardowns or anything like that. It's um, – okay. You know, brakes, suspension, alignments, stuff like that. Okay. Um, you know, I don't even think stuff. we really like diagnose uh, problems or anything like that. I don't think we do anything like that either. But that's kind of yeah, good okay. for me. I haven't worked on cars in 21 years as wow. as a living. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've done it here and there for friends um, a lot, but I haven't done it for a living in a very long time. So a nice, easy, you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah, start me with oil changes. That's great. You know, <laughs> like, uh, oh, you know, brakes, stuff like that. So I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's it's going to be pretty cool. But um, so Michelle, what yes. were we what were we calling this episode? <laughs> um, I forgot. Well, it. it was. I can't introduce it if I don't remember the well, name. Well, the last one or we did not with sure him. Yet. No, I think I know. The last okay. one was called "Dating a Widow." So okay. I thought we would call this "Married to a Widow." Married like to that. a Widow. So yeah. we just kind of yeah. we wanted to catch up with Joel and Michelle. See what life is like now that they've been married for seven? Seven no. and a half months. Seven yep. and a half months. No, come on. Get real with me. Seven months, 14 days, nine hours, three minutes. <laughs> well, it is. Yes, the it's about wait, 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 wait. No, seven months and 12 days. Seven months seven and 12. Months and 12. Oh, yeah. pretty close. Um, so anyways, so, uh, so just, you know, I guess we'll just start off with how are things going? Whoever Amazing. wants to answer first. 
Amazing. <laughs> nice. Yes, it is. It is very, very nice to, you know, being married and then being back in the season of singleness and then mm. getting married a, a second time uh, for both of us. It, it just makes you appreciate each other mm-hmm. even more because you know what it is to um, not have that person in your right. life and, and to be by yourself after you were previously together with, you know, and so it's just, it just, um, for me has made me appreciate Michelle even more, mm-hmm. um, just than just, you know, um, everything that we already do appreciate about each other. So. Right. Yeah. It's, That's awesome. It's, it's very sweet. That mm-hmm. would be the word I would describe mm-hmm. it. Just very sweet to be with each other and appreciate each other and cherish each other so much. Yeah. And I love that for me, it's a completely different experience because Luke was sick. Most of our marriage, he wasn't able to do all these like active things that Mm. Joel and I get to do together, like running and hiking. And, you know, we did that hood to coast race together and just go places. And it's, so it's an entirely different experience for me. And I absolutely, love it (laughs) yeah i mean backpacking through the alaskan frontier you guys bungee jumped over uh what was it no (laughs) it just feels like it feels like you guys are always on adventures i love it so much it's so awesome we did do some um jumping from bridges this summer that was fun we did that that. and um we just decided we're going to puerto rico for our one-year anniversary awesome so we have a a friend couple friend they live there and we basically just have to pay uh airfare and then they're gonna find a place for us in their same condo building so that's exciting that. yeah. for our one-year anniversary that's super um, cool and what yeah. do puerto rico do they speak spanish yes they speak okay. spanish but you know in english as well and english right well i know that understand. sorry i know they obviously a lot of people speak english there but so yeah, yeah so that's what i was gonna ask you so you speak portuguese right i do but from so what you understand spanish pretty well I do, but from what I understand, their Spanish has some, like, um, I don't know what you call it, like, bohemian uh, Oh, yeah, our friend was telling us about that. Oh, interesting. That makes it even more complicated to listen to. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing if I'll be able to understand what they say because I can, I can get South American Spanish really well with my Portuguese. That's not a problem. Uh, Mexican Spanish is a little bit more slurred, mm. so that's a little bit harder, but I can still make out a good bit of it if they talk s- slow. But from what I'm, from what I heard, um, you know, Puerto Rican Spanish is even worse with the slurring. So it'll be uh, interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing if I can well, understand them. Well, you know, as long as they know comida and baño, <laughs> I think you're good. <laughs> yeah, we're, what's comino? Comida, food. Where's food. food. I know Banya's bathroom. Yeah. I got and that one. Where's the bathroom? Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> you got that. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's super cool. That should be exciting. Yeah. Um, so to that, but. say life is life is good. Like yeah. it is. You know, yeah. it's hard for me. So he travels now um, mm-hmm. with his new. Yeah. Pilot congratulations job. on your job, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. That's super uh, awesome. Everybody listening knows about it. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Yeah, th- thanks to you for uh, making it so cool, even though it's not that cool. <laughs> oh, it's way yeah. cool. I've always wanted it, to be a pilot. It's, it is cool. Well, like if his... I can do it, you can do it, and anybody can oh, do it. So. That's really nice. You just, have to, you just have to try. <laughs> yeah, well, what I was going to say is now he's traveling, which I don't like, and I feel like it's kind of 
triggering because I'm sleeping alone again. And, and like, that's what we do when we're widowed and I don't like it. And, and so I, it kind of, sometimes I have a little grief. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, I hate it. I'm always like, do not spend the night away. I hate it. Well, and I wanted to ask. a stay at home pilot. That's what I wanted. Work from home. Oh, that's great. A stay at home pilot. I like that. Oh, that's funny. So actually, Michelle, I've actually wanted to ask you this and I, I've forgotten. I've only thought about it when we've not been recording. Okay. And, and Joel, I'm not trying to like, you know, make you feel bad about your job. I've just been curious about this. Michelle, does it make you nervous that he's a pilot? Yes. Because, um, you know, I mean, honestly, I know it's statistically extremely safe. It's not like you're like a race car right. driver or something. Right. But it, the it connotation does. between flying, you know what I mean? A lot of people think yes. flying equals dangerous. So Yeah, I, I that is a hard thing. Um, but there's this thing called flight aware where you can track any plane. So I'm usually tracking <laughs> his plane. <laughs> Just to make awesome. sure I go where I say I'm going to go. Yeah, no, yeah. It's to make sure you're. Where are you flying to right now? <laughs> yes. So I track him on there, and I just have to pray for safety. And um, he, like he said the other day, he was like, "It's way safer than driving." Yeah, and, like way, um, way safer. <laughs> way safer. And so I try. Yes, but there are moments um, because honestly, my biggest fear in the world is being widowed again, and mm. so. Um, but like I shared, I think I was sharing it at the retreat. Like it's, it's better. So I, you know, I was better to love and lost and never loved at all. I believe it's better to have loved a second time and lose again than to not love at all. But hmm. yes, flying does when he flies these jets and all this stuff, it does make me nervous. Um, but I have to like release that and try not to stare at the whole time that the plane's flying. It tells you what altitude, how fast they're going. You oh, can see wow. where they are on a map. <laughs> but you're like, you're descending too fast. I'm landing, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, that's so awesome. I, yeah, so I do get nervous sometimes, but it's, again, mm. um, just trusting God and not living yeah, in yeah. fear. I can and it is statistically thing. really safe. And I know Joel knows that. I just wanted to ask because it's, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. people, you know, it's kind of like somebody thinking, um, you know, my husband's a police officer. I'm scared. Obviously, it's a dangerous job. But statistically yeah. across the board, like, you know, right. most people are, are safe in their job. You know what I mean? Yeah. As police officers or whatever. But anyway, so I just, I totally random off topic. No, I was curious question. about that. Mm -hmm. So Joel, we are here to sort of ask you some questions um, about yeah. what it's like being married to a widow. Um, so I have at the top of my list here, this is something I wanted to ask that I'm sure a lot of people would wonder this. I know you're a really secure man, as Michelle has shared a lot of things with us. But do you ever have moments of insecurities um, knowing that Michelle is with you because she lost her husband? That's a good question. I, yeah, I think at times we all, you know, doubt ourselves a little bit or, mm -hmm. or sometimes feel insecure about who we are and um, can, if we don't check, you know, bring, get ourselves under check, we can kind of go down a rabbit hole that can be very unhealthy for us mm -hmm. all uh, as men uh, mm -hmm. in this kind of a scenario. And I think in general, right? So um, I think, you know, you just have to say, you know what, no, wait, what, what am I like, where are my thoughts leading me? Is this really where I want to go? Then, mm. then turn, you know, do that turn and say, no, I'm not going to allow that to come into my life, um, you know, and just work from there to get back to a healthy place. But 
Um, yeah, I believe there are times in my life that, uh, yeah, I do struggle with that sometimes is just being a little bit unsure of this. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I've we're never all seen people. That. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, I've never seen you be insecure about, like, well, I think not talking it's... specifically about Luke, my relationship. No, is that no. What you mean? Uh, just no, what any I... way he wants to answer it, but just go ahead. Sorry, Joel. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, like, I don't think it comes out um, as insecure, um, but I think, you know, the thoughts are there sometimes mm -hmm. of, like, of, man, am I doing this right? Am I mm -hmm. good enough? Am I, can I, am I smart enough to take care of this? Do I know, do I have the answers for this situation or do I know how to act in this, this situation? Um, you know, so I think we all have, I totally I, relate I to that. Have, can relate you know have that feeling at times but um but i think it's like where's our source Where, where's our identity mm. and i think that is what is the true uh, answer to our insecurities as men in, in mm -hmm. even men in this situation is like okay where where's my identity from is it in what i do is it or is it in who i trust in you know and that's i love for that. me, the lord lord jesus christ and Absolutely. so as I get closer to him and bring him these insecurities, um, there's, I feel like he solves that for me. You know, I'll have to That's just run awesome. to him. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've actually, um, I know what you mean. There's a lot of times I feel things in my head that uh, I don't vocalize, that I keep them to myself because I don't, I know I shouldn't be feeling that way. So, for example, um, Tina is a very, very faithful, loyal, loving woman. But there's been many times where I've, like, gotten afraid of something or, like, um, because we have distance, I've had fears of, like, well, gosh, is somebody, like, local going to come along and be more, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I think we all have those yeah. those thoughts that we kind of combat and fight and stuff like that. But um, I think you said it well that, you know, with the part where you said we have to kind of turn and like redirect our thoughts yeah. um, and kind of, you know, turn to more positive thing, turn to what we know to be true um, yeah. and not our fears. And I, I like that a lot. And absolutely like knowing your identity in Christ is uh, makes you feel valuable because those thoughts um, make you think you're invaluable. Uh, unvaluable. Right. What's the word I'm looking I, for? Unvaluable? Invaluable? Uh, anyway, you know what I'm saying. Not low, valuable. Low I like where you were going with low value. There you yeah. go. I like where you were going with it. I was going to say, um, kind of along that same line that I struggle with is like, he had an entire life before me. Like that, that just is so weird for me, but I also had an entire life before him. Mm -hmm. And it's just a strange concept when you marry someone and like, what if, you know, because Joel and I knew each other, both of us knew each other before we got married to other right, people. Right, right. And yeah. so sometimes it's like, well, what would have happened? But neither one of us would have had our wonderful kids. Our mm -hmm. lives would be completely different. But it is that, like, I struggle with, like, he's had a whole life with someone else and a whole, like, that's really hard mm -hmm. for me. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's whether you're divorced or widowed, <clears throat> there's that whole, like, it's so different than getting married the first time. We're like, you're, you know, for us, you're young, you have kids. It's like a whole different season in life getting married in your 40s instead of your 20s. Mm. And like, I wish that we had that um, 
oh, we're young and we're going to have kids and all of that stuff. But, you know, this season of our life, we decided we do not want to have any more kids. <laughs> um, so it's a whole different thing than like when you, it's just so different. And so some, I guess it's more like I grieve, I love what I had with Luke and my kids and all of that, but I grieve that we don't get to have that together. Mm, I understand that. Mm. I, I've also struggled with sometimes, so, so, Tina's husband was just an amazing man, like just such a godly man, always preaching the gospel to everybody everywhere he went. Just wow. one of those guys that when he walked in the room, everybody stopped cussing. Like, you know what I mean? Like just had mm -hmm. incredible influence. Um, and so I've had a lot of insecurities. I don't know if I've shared this with Tina, but she's hearing it now. She's going to I'm sure. Now. I'm sure I have. I'm just kidding. But um, I just like to make the joke that she's mm -hmm. listening. Um, mm -hmm. But do I stack up? You know what I mean? Like, like, can I, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do I, am I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how to word it exactly, but just kind of like the, those, so those things cast doubt um, into my heart sometimes when I see or am reminded of what a great man he was. But I'm like, man, like there's just this, this feeling sometimes of like, gosh, this poor girl, like downgraded, you know what I mean? Like, but I, I, I do think I, I, and I'm just kind of saying that jokingly, but you know what right. I mean? Like, um, but just, he, he was that awesome. Um, yeah. so anyways, but I just try to make up for it by like loving her really well. <laughs> you know? I'm like, plus I'm like a foot shorter. So sorry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, I, I think what you said is really really uh normal to to think you know to, to um feel but it's like we are all you know made in god's image we're all unique and special in our own way and mm. we all bring different things to the table like as you can tell one of my things is not public speaking or speaking you You're know right great. right on the bat you know right off the bat but um, we all just bring different strengths. And I think instead of, you know, anytime you start comparing, that's when you go down a rabbit hole mm. the wrong way, you know. And so um, a lot of times, you know, just like, no, like, yeah, you know, Luke's, um, Luke had great qualities with this, this, and this. And I, and mm -hmm. I, that's awesome. I'm so happy for, you know, for the leadership that he brought to the family while he mm. was here. Oops, sorry. And, um, and, you know, my strengths are very different. Yes. Um, and so I just, I'm going to be myself and not try to compare or not try to be somebody I'm not. That I love sense. that, Joel. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to say it right now. Like, I am way better at being short. Like, he just cannot stack <laughs> up to me. Like, with that, like, Good job, sorry, dude, but man. like, I'm going to be better at this forever. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Um, no, that's, that's awesome. That's a really great point. And I can see that I can see what you're saying. Cause like, even if somebody's like way better at me than certain things, I'm not talking about this scenario anymore, just in general, that right. I probably have some skills that that person doesn't have yeah, or exactly. some things that I'm good at or ways that I love that are different or whatever. So, um, that's cool. Um, so, okay. So I have a question for you. So, all right. How how is the dynamic as like co-parenting? Like how is that going? Like do you guys do you guys ever have like disagreements on parenting? Because you remember like so you guys both had kids with your previous person, and you guys both learned how to be parents together with those people. So mm -hmm. now that you're coming together, do you find there being any conflicts in like your parenting style? 
Well, he doesn't. We learned this. And I'm not asking you to like argue right here. No, 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 no. We learned. The answer is yes. Well, we learned at a blended family conference before we got married Mm. um, that the person who is the parent should always do the parenting in front of them. Mm. And that Mm -hmm. everything else is behind closed doors. Like the kids never see the discussions we have about what to do in this instance like we'll talk about it he supports me but it should always be me with him supporting me from behind but we don't talk about it they never hear from he never tells them what to do or not to do right 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 i understand that now for me it's obviously going to be different um if if tina and i get to that point because um you know my kids are little yeah. So like they, yeah. you know what I yeah, mean? So I could see that being, that be totally I could different. see that being different, but I totally understand what you're saying. I think that's a very good approach. Um, yeah. So anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off if I did, but. No, that's, that's a, that's a very good question. And the, you know, it's like uh, we've said a few times where we just have different cultures, you know, mm, that's how, a really family, good. Different family cultures. How, that's what you yeah, used to right. say since how, the beginning how Michelle and Luke parent their kids and how me and my ex parented our kids are very different. Mm-hmm. And so now we're trying to blend these parenting styles together. And um, instead of, it's easy to start butting heads about, no, well, I want to do it this way, I want to do it this way. I think the the key there is realizing that, hey, we both have strengths in different areas. Let's work together let's as we mesh this ideas together um how can we do this the best possible way Mm. and so instead of being instead of like say comparing let's try to you're really working on developing a new culture uh in the family so that needs to be the focus interesting uh, how can we do this better i learned this from my past you learned that from your past how can we do it even better now um, but you know in our situation um, we're, we're talking all teenagers and really at this point there isn't much that's going to change and so there's a lot of a lot of um, aspects of how for example Michelle uh, parents her kids that's never going to change and I just have to be okay with that Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can give some suggestions, we can talk about it, but ultimately she is going to parent her kids and I'm going to parent my kids and we're going to mm. support each other in doing that. That's really insightful. So, <clears throat> like, know, I like that. We learned something maybe through a book or through that class about you can't care more than their actual parent cares like if that if the parent like let's say my kid does something that doesn't bother me like he can't care more about that than i do like Mm. that's my thing that makes sense yeah and that's that can be a challenge at times Mm. (laughs) (laughs) like in my house in my in my old house that that's an offense you know Mm. so no you you know so you know some that you know immediately something in me like no that can't that can't happen or he can't act or she can't act that way but then she's like no it's in my house it's okay so mm-hmm. all of a sudden i gotta just like okay i guess i just have to change to be okay with that and of course you can talk about it say hey you know what if we did this or how about this idea or or what i've seen this happen if you don't take care of this situation so we can talk about it but ultimately 
she's going to do it. She's going to be the ultimate um, responsible person for her kids and the ultimate. Right. Um, she gets the last word is what I was looking for. Yeah. On uh, parenting our kids and I, and I do with mine. So, um, and I would imagine that not only um, would it be hard for the kids to have somebody step in and try to be parent, um, but I would have to imagine that it would be hard for each of you if they were if somebody was telling you what you're doing is wrong or not right or whatever. And so I think that's a very wise approach to, um, you know, both of you be trying to yield to one another and what you've been doing that's been working um, yeah. with your own kids or whatever. Um, yeah, I would imagine I would imagine that would be uh, that could be a difficult situation. It it's such an interesting dynamic. And so um, so okay, I had another question for you, Joel. So okay. we all know that and, and I know you have your own grief stuff, too. But like, so just being related, uh, excuse me, relating to widows. How is it for you when Michelle's having like a tough grief day? You know, for me, I feel sad for her mm, because mm -hmm. like I don't want to see her suffer and you know, yeah. grief is a little bit of a suffer, suffering. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I want to do anything in my power to cheer her up. Mm. But I understand that you can't always cheer each other up, you know, when, right. when people are grief, sometimes you just got to feel it. Like, yep. like you guys say a lot, you got to feel it to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, so that's one thing that I try to do very well is just listen and not try to fix her grief or try to mm. uh, fix it intellectually with, you know, some kind of intellectual thoughts or something like that and just let her feel the grief that she's feeling, give her space mm -hmm. to, to do that and, uh, and support her in any way I, I can. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not always very thoughtful, but you know, no, just you <laughs> as, as, uh, you know, when those moments comes up, just know that it's not about me. It's, it has nothing mm -hmm. to do with me. It's, it's her grief about her past. And so I think maybe some people might feel insecure Mm -hmm. You know, um, some husbands might feel very secure when their their partners are having grief, and so they want to shut it down. They don't want to hear about it, and that's just the worst thing you could possibly mm -hmm. do to your yeah. the person that you love. You know, is is try to um, prevent them from from feeling that, or or try to squish that in, in any way, or try to minimize it. Um, and so, I just encourage you know anybody that's you know that has. Um, anybody has loss in the, in their lives, you have to be sensitive to that because we all have Absolutely. losses. We all have uh, hard times that you know, sometimes it's in waves and sometimes it hits for no no apparent reason that you don't know. And so and so, I found the best way to handle that. Even like some random times when Michelle had grief, is just ask questions until you understand and maybe sometimes you don't understand and so you just kind of just leave her ask you know what can i do to help that's mm -hmm. that's one thing i say a lot mm -hmm. is like what can i do to help mm -hmm. i love that and then she'll she'll let me know like okay you know what right now i just want to cry and, and that's okay you know i'll be quiet i'm here i'm holding your hand i don't know what to say but 
sometimes just being quiet is the best thing. It usually is. Usually, mm-hmm. I just say, I just want you to listen. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just want you to listen. That's it. And I'm able to share those things. And yeah, he's very, very sensitive. And I love that he said it's not about me because I think the horror stories I've heard with people dating again, it's usually because the the um, other person is like really insecure because they don't realize it's not about them. They're feeling like, oh, she's yes. crying over another man or whatever. Well, yeah. <laughs> remember, we had a, a comment on one of our YouTube videos where some guy was saying like, yes. I'll never date a widow again, uh-huh. which is weird that like he found our video because he wasn't. Yeah. Why are you looking for that? Is true. I never thought it was weird. That. Um, but then, uh, you know, and he just responded, like he had this big old, like you responded and said something to him, like, sorry, you felt Mm -hmm. that way. Not all widows are like that or something. And then he responded and said, um, yeah, it's like, I'm the one that's here now. And she's always still having feelings about it. I'm like, oh my gosh. So ladies and gentlemen, if you encounter somebody like that, they are not going to be the right person for you. Um, they should not be telling you to take pictures off your wall. Um, you know, of course, like you mentioned, uh, you know, obviously you don't want some like shrine built to them that makes you feel like you're not welcome in this home kind of thing. Um, but, uh, but you know, if somebody comes in and they're like, why do you still have pictures of your wife on the wall? Or why do you still picture your husband? Obviously, depending who we're talking to. Um, and if they think that's weird, like that's, I don't know for me, I always said, I was like, if somebody comes in and they don't like that, I have pictures of my wife on the wall, like they're out, Mm -hmm. that's it. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I will not, I'm not going to explain myself. If you don't understand it, you're not the right person for me. Um, But I I love that, that um, where you come from, because yeah, it does take, uh, for me, I don't know how I would handle that if I wasn't widowed and didn't understand it myself. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've always given you praise. I don't know if you've ever heard those episodes, but like, I give you a lot of praise for how well you've handled all this, Joel. And um, because I think the reason that I understand it so well for Tina is because I've been through the same Mm -hmm. thing. So it makes me incredibly understanding. And when she's having grief, I mean, there's a lot of times I cry with her. Right. You know what I mean? Because I feel so much for her. I feel so much empathy and um, just feel so bad for her because the thought that this sweet woman that I love so much is experiencing that same level of pain that I have felt, it just breaks my heart. And so um, Mm -hmm. I know you've had grief in your life, but not being widowed uh, yourself, I think it's phenomenal that you have the outlook on it and the approach you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's awesome. And that, you know, that, that deserves to be, you know, a round of applause for Joel, everybody <laughs> listening, rounding a round of applause. Well, <laughs> well, to be, to be completely honest, it's a round of applause to you guys, because I, a lot of what I learned <laughs> about how to be a good husband to a widow is listen to the podcast, you yeah. know, like episodes of what not to say and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and, and like what, dumb things people say. The last one, clueless things people clueless, say. You know, so yeah. You're like, okay, I note to self, to don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so a lot of what I've learned <laughs> from is, is from you guys. So oh, good job. Well, I'm I'm way too public, humble so, to take credit. So, <laughs> so <laughs> applause <laughs> to you guys. Applause to you guys for just informing the public on on how to truly be there for widows and how to truly feel. And of course, none none of us get it. Not even a widow get it gets other widows all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's having that soft 
heart to grieve with those who grieve and that's yes. very scriptural too yeah you know? weep with so, those who weep yeah right mm-hmm. you know you can mourn celebrate with those, with those who celebrate and and just being a good human person you know as far as just caring for people yeah and 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 uh and i think that's what the gospel does in my heart it makes me mm. realize that hey other people are important you know they're made in the same image of god as i am mm. i need to treat them with all the respect and and courteousness and kindness that i want to be treated with you know and so um you know and then especially with the people you really care about you're going to go above and beyond the board to truly be there for them and care for them and um do what you can to make people's lives around you better yes. because they know you and not worse mm-hmm. even yes. even the store clerk you know at a, at a store like how can how can we all be uh kingdom minded you know mm. that's one thing that i really think about a lot is being kingdom minded in bringing god's kingdom as an ambassador to those around me yes, yes i have failures yes i did not do things always right but you know i'm constantly seeking the lord on how to um, be his ambassador to those around us and i think that is what really is what i strive for and that that in my life is what makes it even easier to be a good husband period wow that's awesome i i i feel like you just articulated my heart (laughs) like 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 Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i feel all of that i feel that same way like it's just so important to be compassionate for others and to have empathy and like that's how jesus wants us to love is to Mm -hmm. just look at the world and try to um you know we're supposed to be the salt of the earth and you know what i mean like uh so if like you said the store like if you can make somebody smile and that their day gets better because you came through their line like that's awesome um so anyways yeah that that was just really cool the way you the way you explained all of that i want because i really i really like that yeah go ahead yeah uh, one more thing about like how he's sensitive to things and how he's not insecure. So I had a really hard time on the would be 20 year anniversary because mm-hmm. this year would have been 20 years with Luke. And that was just a big number. And we were actually um, getting on a plane going from Boston, coming home on that day, I believe. And he was like good with letting me like kind of cry about it and talk about it. And just, I was just like thinking how weird it was that if I knew 20 years from that day, I'd be like going on a plane with Joel from college and like just this whole, it was just a weird moment. And then he let me post about my love for Luke and like didn't get jealous because he knows it's not about him. A lot Hmm. of, I believe a lot of men um, would be insecure about that. Like, oh, you know, it, it just was like another good a day of seeing how he's very understanding. Um, and it just made me like, it makes me feel comfortable to tell him how I'm really feeling on the hard days. And so I just thought that was an awesome, awesome moment. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that brings in that communication really brings unity, you know, in our marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, I appreciate That's awesome. your, your good communication. Thanks. Oh I'm my gosh. If you guys aren't watching on video, that was like the sweetest moment. <laughs> <between them. laughs> That was awesome. Um, so, uh, so okay, this is kind of a random question, right. and this is for both of you. You can okay. take your turn. So, okay. what? And I feel like I kind of asked you this question last time around, but I'm asking it differently now. So, okay. what did you learn slash take away from your last marriage that has benefited you in this marriage? 
This one you did not give us any warning yes. about. I know, this is the one. I wanted the, I wanted the organic yeah. response. Yeah, organic <laughs> response. Well, I, for me, I, you know, with my previous marriage, I went through pretty much eight years of, of marriage counseling trying to save it. Mm, wow. Um, and so that made me realize that I don't always see myself clearly. So I need to me. give... So I, I need to give um, permission, or not permission, but I need to be aware that the way I see myself and how I act in situations and how uh, things I say at times might not be exactly how it's in my head. And wow. so that makes you realize that, hey, you, you might have to apologize for different things. And you might be more careful. You might, you might have to be more humble because you don't see it all clearly and maybe your perception isn't always the correct perception so i think that's good wisdom for like (laughs) everybody listening like yeah that that was like that made me think because because i have done that a lot i'm very much a um self-critiquer so anytime that i have a disagreement or anything like i am always constantly like looking back trying to see what i did wrong how I could have done things differently, things yeah. like that. And there are That's so good. many times. Sometimes I can do it in the moment. Sometimes I'll be right in the middle of an argument and I'll stop and be like, you know what? I'm totally wrong. And being as humble as I am, that isn't always the easiest <laughs> thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Um, but that that was just but sometimes it takes me like a few days. And then I look back and go, Wow, like, hey, like I didn't see this in the moment. Um, because I was clouded by this, this, or that, but you were right. I was wrong. But just the way you said that, I was like, that's awesome. That like the way that I see myself in, in my head is not always the way that I'm perceived by the other person or whatever. So, um, right. I really like that, that, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm that was, that that those are, jo- <laughs> those are Joelisms right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, trying to think about. I think a couple of things. I mean, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is like, if I could make it through, I mean, yes, Luke eventually passed away, but make it through a a marriage that was not always the easiest. Um, and going through sickness and like all this 16 and a half years that like, I guess I learned about myself that I will persevere through anything. And, um, that like, it's just never an option, never was with Luke and it never is with Joel to ever, no matter what comes at us to, to leave and to, um, not be married. And so I, I guess I learned that I will be able to survive literally anything, um, that Mm. could come. Um, I I don't know. I think that's the biggest thing I got from it. And also to enjoy every moment. Yes, we don't know how long we have with people and um, it's just, yeah, that's the biggest lesson I got from my last marriage is just to enjoy every single moment. You know, I had, you know, hearing so many widow stories this weekend who didn't have any warning. I just, that's a whole other hardness. Like we had time to know this was coming, but really, so we really did embrace every moment. Whereas if it was a sudden thing, you might not have been in that mindset. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, and Joel's told me before, he really loves my perspective on life and like to really treasure every moment and make the most of every moment and laugh a lot. And, um, you not know, take, not, you don't take things too seriously, <laughs> which is really, really nice. Yeah. To be able to just really live in the moment and thank God for all the things that we do have and look at the positive side and, um, you know, I think for so many years because of Luke's sickness, I, I wasn't able to be who I really am. This is not his fault. This is just the weight of everything for like 16 years. And like I said, God it told me at that retreat a long time ago, he'd restore the joy of my youth and now it's back. And so without mm. the heaviness of all the sickness for so many years, God has brought back my joy and we have so much laughter He's always laughing at me. Like, I don't know. He's like, you're so funny. I'm like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I'm literally not trying to be funny and he thinks I'm funny. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, Um, that's a gift. Yeah. That that is a gift. That is a gift. So anyways, just really like living every moment to the fullest, I think. That's, that's kind of what, cause I was going to also answer it, you know, cause I'm, I'm the panelist here. So I control, I got the main microphone. No, but, uh, that, and that's kind of along the lines of what I was going to say is like my biggest thing that I learned, um, that I apply now is that there are little things that we all pick apart in, in marriages and relationships that truly don't matter. Right. And I really don't want to, you know, the, you know, the, there's a best selling book. Don't sweat the small stuff. Um, mm-hmm. if we could all learn to live by that, Oh my gosh, our relationships, our world, everything around us would be so much better if we didn't sweat small stuff because I remember the feeling so well. All of the things that Lacey and I used to pray about that felt like such a big deal. We were praying, we were going to friends, asking them to pray for us. Um, it was like the, you know, it was our problems, it was our struggles, the things we were going through. And then she got cancer. Right. None of that None mattered of that. anymore. Yeah. Just like that, overnight, I remember mm-hmm. feeling, gosh, I wish that that's all we were praying about. Those little yeah. things that we felt like were such a big deal. Um, are now insignificant and I can't even remember what they were because I have this cancer monster right in front of me that makes everything else feel so insignificant. And so, um, that's, that's one thing that I think all of us should be trying to take into our next relationships. Um, you know, obviously for those of us already in relationships and I'm also Mm -hmm. talking to you in the audience that are not yet in a relationship. Um, remember, what it felt like to be in those beginning stages. Some of you are still there and ask yourself, like, does this really matter? Yeah. Does this thing I'm like making a big deal out of like really matter? We all Mm -hmm. still do it. We're all human, but I try really hard to like, you know, not, not sweat the small stuff, so to speak. So, um, that's really good. That's really good. So, uh, so in regards to, we've talked about your parenting together so when it comes to having stepkids, how, how is that? Like, I mean, I mean, I'm just going to really like make it general. Like, how is that? Is it, has it become more comfortable as time goes by? Is it hard? Is it, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it certainly, I mean, we're just in the beginning stages of it. So mm-hmm. it is certainly a different feeling and mm-hmm. relationship than I've ever had with anybody in my entire life. Mm. I think Michelle can say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's, it's just a, a, a complete different type of relationship where, um, you know, I, I'm pursuing it as just trying to be a friendly guy to mm-hmm. Michelle's kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're great, great kids. And I, so I just, I, I'm here to be their friend. Mm. And so that's how I'm approaching it. I'm not demanding um, the respect. I'm trying to earn it. I'm not mm. here to, to you know, um, and I'm trying to do it at the pace that they want to do it at. Mm. Because that's another thing, you, you know, like I was reading, I'm, I'm reading a, a good book. And there's a lot of good material out there for parenting, for step parenting. And, you know, that's, there's a lot of, pitfalls that parents can or step parents or parents can do with their step kids and so do some research you know mm-hmm. if if that you're going to get into that because they, there's lots of good podcasts out there that also help help me a lot um, because you know when you're dating it's it's often in games and the kids are doing you know everything might be doing well but as soon as you get married and now this thing, it, it changes gears. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the kids are like, no, wait, this is for real, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I've heard several guys say, wow, when when we got married, our kids, like, things change gears. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting that at all. I was like, oh, our kids are doing great. And we changed gears, like, it became a little bit tougher because mm-hmm. now we're family. Before yes. we weren't really family. Now we kind of are a new family, and so, um, so it's it's a learning season for me, and I'm doing my best to just be um, just just to learn from every um, everywhere I can, you know. I, and I recently read, you know, when you know a good just over general is like the first thing is you have to be a good partner with your spouse like to to make a family blend well and to work well with the kids you want to you need to be a partner with with your wife or your husband Mm -hmm. first uh i'm sorry i'm kind of cheating here the other thing is is you have to pursue you have to pursue the kids uh in their own way in maybe their own love language understand their love languages and pursue that in in a way that's comfortable to them and it 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 really is a one-way street for a long time, you know, mm. where you are giving and they're just taking. Right, um, right. And I mean, it's it's like that even biological kids, but with with um, step kids, it's even more like that. Um, you want to keep their a pace with them. You don't want to push them. You don't want to lag behind. Uh, so you want to try to stay at their same pace. You have to have lots of patience. That is a huge one, and persistence. You know, even when you get turned down or shut down, you still mm. lead with love. Mm. Um, so those are five P's that this book talks about that I really, really um, am trying to apply in my life. Building and love together in blended families. By Gary Chapman. So that book has, has been really good. And I'm not all the way through it, but have lots of notes and uh, highly recommend that book for mm. for new families uh, as they take that uh, step. What a no blessing that what. you're reading a book. To That's awesome, man. <laughs> I, know. I love that. I love that about him. He just yeah. wants to learn more and more. And there are a couple other things we learned. Um, 
I think we first heard it from a, we went to the Splendid Family, like Bible study. And then I think it's in your book about a crock pot. So there's a crock pot where like all the people in the family are put into the crock pot, just like all the vegetables, all the things are done at different times. And Mm. so it might be good with one of them, but the other one's not ready. Um, Uh, And so that's really important to know. There's the, there's an inside outsider dynamic Mm. that, that, Uh. uh, that, that you have to deal with. There's a lot a loyalty dynamic that you have to deal with, you know, like, uh, and some, so there's a lots of emotions that the kids especially have, you know, like I'm not here to replace her dad. I need to communicate right. that well. Um, you know, I need to show that to them, but they might feel if they get close to me, they might feel like they're betraying their, their dad or, hmm. you know, my kids might feel like they're betraying their, their mother that's still hmm. alive, you know, and being friendly with, with Michelle. So there's a lot of dynamics on mm. lots of different levels with, and everybody's different in the, with the kids. So those, those, um, perseverance and patience and, and leading with love and being okay, being shut down and not getting your feelings hurt is a mm. huge one, huge one. And, and so anyways, I, that's awesome. I, I, I recently recommended a friend that was going to get, um, <clears throat> started blended family to just do as much research and arm yourself as much as possible because it's it's a whole nother world that I had never experienced and I'm so glad I'm taking the time. It's it's going to pay dividends. I know yeah. um, That's investing awesome. in in that information and realizing that you don't know what you're you know you don't know everything and so seek out help. Yeah, and a That's couple awesome. other things. Um, do you remember the name of the podcast? Um, we'll life it. blended, I think. Life it is. blended. Okay, mm. so that's a good one. And then we also um, learned at this conference um, about there's a wall, and basically, like you and your spouse have to like be together and things, and like you're always you have to keep it good between you. You can't have like the kids trying to turn you against each other, just like biological uh. kids can do. And that you two are behind the wall together, and everything is unified together, and you're on the same page. So that's another important thing. So, yeah. Because I love that. Yeah, the the kids won't have to be doing this if we didn't love each other. Right. right. They didn't have a choice. Right. And so and that's so we really good so point. we we have to be strong for them. And so as we're good, as we keep working at it, as we are loving each other, they're going to slowly blend. Um, sure. Because we're doing so well. Now, if we're not doing well, then they are not going to do well. That so makes sense. that's what this book also talks a lot about. It's like, man, you you have to be doing well. You know, you have to figure things out. You have to put your your partner first. Yeah, and you have to be a united front. That, united front, you know, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. great. And uh, you mentioned Joel uh, before we started recording. Did you say you're taking grief recovery classes? That's mm, right. Yes, yes. That is uh, another <laughs> good. Um, good thing that I'm learning a lot about is, you know, I have heard a lot about the grief, you know, and how to handle grief, what to talk about and stuff. But now I'm actually in grief class and going through in graphing my losses through mm-hmm. divorce, my losses of relationship with some of my kids. Mm-hmm. And so I'm learning a lot and it's helping me be a even uh, grow in that area and, and learning how to be there even more for for Michelle. 
Wow, so that's that's awesome. Neat, man. neat experience, and neat, neat learning experience. Because it really the first uh, like little bit of it is all about learning about grief. Like there's so much education on grief, you know, about there's yeah. not stages, there's waves and things that people say that are um, intellectually true, but not emotionally support helpful. helpful. Right. And so yeah. he's able to learn all these things um, yeah. for himself and to be able to help me. Um, yeah, I would highly recommend this class to anybody that's yeah. well. I'd any highly, kind of loss. I'd recommend this class to anybody because yeah. it deals with all losses. Yeah. Right? Mm. You don't have to have loss of spouse to have grief. Right. Have right. Grief no, over yeah. even moves, even friends, or people yeah. mm -hmm. that you know passed away, or, or people that you had to leave, or just relationship, hard yes. relationships. Yeah. Any grief is grief. Mm -hmm. Any mm -hmm. loss is grief, and so that'll. This book is in this class that Michelle teaches is teaching me how to deal with my own grief in my own loss, but also it's making me even more sensitive to her loss. And so I would highly recommend it mm -hmm. to anybody that's especially dating or going to marry a widow. Mm -hmm. That's and there beautiful. is a, a link in the bio if you want to set up a call to learn more. <laughs> Just had to say that. And, and nice there plug. are scholarships available for widows. Yeah. So I just had to yes. say those two things. No, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good good plug. I didn't mm -hmm. even think about that. Mm -hmm. That was good. No, and it is ex incredibly valuable. And so that should be something that people do pursue, um, grief recovery classes. And Michelle does offer those. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, a great segue into that. But um, so I'm going to challenge you guys on something again on the okay. spot. Okay. So I want you guys to go back and forth three times saying something okay. you love about each other. I feel like we're in counseling right now. Have you ever been a counselor? Because you're doing a really good job. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm good at everything I do. About you. Oh my gosh. Especially being humble. You said I'm good at everything. Um, <laughs> this is actually something we learned and we've talked about this thing we went to called heart change. And um, we learned this to say one thing I love and appreciate about you is, and then you do this. So. Okay. Okay. I was actually just gonna say this. Um, one thing I love and appreciate about you is how you are so into like self help and like being the best that you can be, so that you can be the mm. best husband that you can be. Like reading these books and listening to the podcasts and like you're so emotionally in tune. Most husbands are not. Most men are not. So I really appreciate that about you. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, let's see. One thing I love and appreciate about you is that you are your your um, take on your outlook on the world is so refreshing. Mm, that's and awesome. I just love how you just take your perspective on the world. That's that's it. I just love seeing you. Um, taking your surroundings and how you just you're so encouraging as well oh thank mm. you you're welcome one thing i love this is so weird <laughs> on air but okay sorry you, you don't have you can do it any way you want sorry okay one thing i love and appreciate um about you is how you support me in all of my um, endeavors with widow ministry i know there's men who wouldn't be secure enough to do that and how your ministry is supporting my ministry like that's your ministry in life is to support me and to help me with what i'm doing like he gave me so many ideas for the retreats and like he's always helping me with ideas for what to do and all of it so i appreciate that about you boom, boom. 
You can say something to me. Yes, I will. Three. He said three. Our counselor said three. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I I, like three. I've never done this. I have a point to it, but I just wanted to. Let's stop at two because you can't think of three. (laughs) What? Um, I love. I love how you never get upset with me. No. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Fine, just do two. Uh, But I have another one. I love and appreciate. See, that's the thing. I need to think about these things. You can't just say it. I, I can, but like He's I want to, a I want to think of a good one. You know, yeah. like there's many little ones, but I'm like, like what's a truly meaningful one? And sometimes I, I have to think, you know, before I can actually say something mm-hmm. good. But there's so <laughs> I many. Think before I can say something good. That doesn't sound <laughs> no. nice. <laughs> no. So there's many things I love and appreciate about you. But let's see, I love and appreciate. Um, how you like love me so well like mm. I, I am so well loved it just um, I'm so blessed so mm, that's awesome yeah. okay do we go for round three? Oh, you don't have to say one but I have to okay. say another one so <laughs> I, I win in this one because okay. you're only doing two um, but I love how it's not a competition. <laughs> and that's the weird Who thing. Is like most appreciative of each other. <laughs> I love how competitive so... you are. <laughs> yeah. She is. She's so competitive. Like no matter what, it's like, like I'm better than you or you're not better than me. I'm, well, like, I'm I, not trying to compete I always with go, you. why do you have to be better than me? And he's like, I'm not trying like better at rollerblading when we do that and better at this and I'm and better at running and better than I'm like but he's like not competitive but I am but the good thing I wanted to say and then we'll get to Mark's point yes. is that um I love how it was almost exactly what you said but how well you love me I've like I feel so adored which is mm. I absolutely love to know that I'm adored and cherished and how you put like it goes God, me, and then our kids. You know, we both have our kids. And, and like, that it's – you have your priorities in the right order. And, like, you'll mm-hmm. drop something else to put me as a priority. Like, you know, what are your priorities? And if you have to drop something else in order to, you know, fulfill a commitment with me or whatever, you'll do that. And I love being adored. So, love you. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um the reason why I was asking you guys these questions, and I'm really sorry that I said three. I didn't mean to like throw you on the spot or whatever. <laughs> I um, thought I just I've never it. done this before, but I just I wanted the audience to see something. Is that we've all been through these tremendous losses, even the three of us sitting here in our very yeah. different ways. Yeah. Um, but God can restore your heart. These are the feelings of people who have gone through great loss. That yeah. they now, and I'm talking to the audience now, um, that that they have now um, come to this place where they have a lot of gratitude. They have a lot. They have a lot of love in their hearts and um, appreciation for life. And so, I want all of you listening to know that there is hope out there for you. That Michelle was widowed. Joel has gone through a lot of pain and grief. I'm widowed, and I am extremely happy with Tina. And there was a point in my life where I thought I would never, ever be happy again. True. And Mm -hmm. I just want you all to see that, like, you can find happiness again um, and find your person. And uh, so anyway, so I just kind of wanted to have you guys show. And and I understand where you're coming from, Joel, just to, like, I have to, you know, (laughs) stand up for you here that, like, it is hard sometimes to think of things on the spot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but also you really want to say the right thing in those situations. You want to think of like exactly what it is you're, you're thinking. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you have, you know, a laundry list a mile long. And so yeah. um, I just wanted to uh, show that example to people. That was kind of the point of it was just to say like, look, you all have listened, a lot of you have listened to this podcast since the beginning. Yeah. This is not where Michelle and I were, No, <laughs> but look at where she is now. She's now happily married again, mm-hmm. like truly happily married again. And it's so beautiful what God can do in our hearts. So um, just hang on to your faith and hang on to what you know to be true is that God is good and he is always working all things together for our good. Even when we don't feel it, even when we don't know exactly how things are going to pan out, he mm-hmm. is always working things together for our good. Um, so anyways, did you guys have anything else you wanted to add on? I just wanted to say that I hope this podcast, my vision for this is that it inspires people to wait for a man like Joel or, you know, like, like someone or Mark. Yes. Way to go, Tina. I'm, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm long. I'm definitely taken. (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, he said like, 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 oh, I missed that. Sorry. It keeps cutting out. I'm sorry, I know, it I, keeps like cutting so, out. Yeah, so, so he I'm said only catching like, half of it sometimes. Hey, the point oh, is okay. I'm talking about like someone who gets it, who understands and is not gonna be jealous of your late spouse and if mm. they are run. So that was that's kind yes. of my vision, like getting to actually hear and they hear it from you all the time, so they know it, but to hear from someone else too who um knows how to treat a widow. Um, and mm-hmm. respect them. So that's kind of my my goal with this. Um, so. I like that. And I think that's great. And I really think people should take that away from this. Um, that yes, like you, you have to have somebody that's understanding. You can't yeah. have somebody that's going to be shutting down your grief. That's going to be making you feel bad about grieving your late spouse. Like that yeah. is so wrong. No matter how nice they are in every other area, that mm-hmm. has to be an absolute that they are understanding that, you know, you've been through a lot and that you still love your spouse, that you don't stop loving them once they die. And, uh, so yeah, I I think that's great. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you want to pray for us today or did you have anything else? Angel? No, you guys are doing a great job. So keep it up. That's awesome. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, Joel. Uh, Lord, I just thank you so much for all the wonderful things that you've done in our lives and um, and in our hearts um, that you're constantly molding us and shaping us to be better men and women, uh, more equipped to serve your kingdom. I thank you so much, Lord, for the the beautiful restoration you have um, created in this union that's before us. Um, with Joel and Michelle. And um, I just like to pray, Lord, that you, I'm just going to say, mix their families together, um, uh, that you would continue softening hearts and, and providing wisdom um, so that they can form uh, the exact family that they're supposed to be in every way. And um, I just pray, Lord, that you guide Joel in his leadership role and um, that you guide Michelle and that you just bring a lot of glory to your kingdom through this marriage. And uh, I thank you so much for it. And I just pray for anybody listening, Lord, that you would um, bring them the right person in their time. uh, And of course, in your time, but if that's what they want, I pray that you would bring that person to them at the right time and when they're ready. Um, 
Anyways, uh, just thank you so much, Lord, for this ministry. Such a blessing to hear all the incredible ways that you have used us to help people. And I thank you for that. It's such an honor. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So if you liked this podcast, give it a little bing, five stars, Apple Podcasts. Make we sure you get a sound effect. I want a bell. I know. We should bing. I'm going to um, put a bell. Yeah. Make sure that you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Speaking of episodes... Next week is episode 100. Like, I can't even believe it. It's kind of crazy. What started out as a little like, hey, let's do a podcast. We are 100 episodes in as of next week. And we are doing a live episode. It'll be live through Facebook. The details will be coming soon. Um, And that is going to be, um, I don't know the date. I don't have in front of me. Tuesday. Can you look up what what Tuesday is next week? Yes, I think it's the 7th. Okay. Let's just look. I can pull up my ca- It is Looks very... Up. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Tuesday the 7th um, at 6 p.m. Pacific, um, 9 p.m. Eastern. We will be live. Um, if you have questions, be ready to put them in the chat. We're just going to be going over frequently asked questions and just having fun being live. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. I don't think that's Mark's favorite, but you know. You all might not know this listening to me. That makes me really nervous, but that's I okay. Know. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So I'm super excited. It's kind of like a party, like a celebration. We're celebrating with our listeners that um, we are here at episode 100. It's totally God, like blessing this ministry. And it's been amazing. And speaking of ministries, if you've been blessed by this and you want to give back, we are a division of Widow Goals, which is what provided our retreat. And we do grief recovery scholarships as well as funding the podcast. So if you'd like to give back, there's a link below. Um, And if you want to be a guest, we also have a form below that you can fill out um, to apply to be a guest. So I think I got it. Oh, find us on Facebook, Widowed Too Soon, M. That's actually the official name on Facebook um, and uh, all the places, you know, you can email awesome. us widow too soon at widowgoals.org. Okay. I think, I is. think we covered it. Yes. All. And I just want to say, Joel, thank you so, so much for being a guest. That was awesome. And uh, it was really cool seeing you and getting to chat with you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was great to be halved. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I'm stealing that. <laughs> Oh another another Joelism. <laughs> well, he kind of has cheesy jokes sometimes, but you think they're funny, so that's great. I'm, I'm a cheesy dad joke it's, kind of it's guy. It's true. So. You both are. Just, just I, 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 they make it. me cry. Yeah. Like we could have a whole episode, you two just doing bad dad jokes, but we'd probably lose a lot of listeners. So, anyway. Uh, maybe. I mean, if, they, if my singing hasn't scared them off. That's true. I think they can handle a couple dad jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyways, well, thanks for being here, listeners. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Time. Bye. God bless.